morning, everybody. Welcome to It's a Religion, the podcast that seeks to encourage you in your faith. And if you don't have faith in the one true God, the God of the Bible, we would encourage you to place your faith in Him. And we come to you live. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, come to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America and to the republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. And we see this at work in the world today that certain viewpoints, certain ways in which people live, certain ways in which people want to say things should be, is accepted, is promoted, is uh, um, put forth as normal, is put forth as peace-loving, as joyful, as all kinds of other things like that, when in fact it is not the case. We see things like elections in this country that used to be over the night of the election, now taking days, if not weeks, to conclude. This is third world stuff that is based on a worldly approach to life, folks. When you have a Christian, God-centered approach to life, things don't work that way. And we are losing that in this country, in many places, not everywhere, obviously. But makes me sad for our country, especially on uh, Veterans Day here that we celebrate this day. Those that served our country and the freedoms that it has, has brought forth for 200 and some years now. Almost uh, 250 years since they signed the Declaration of Independence. And in reality... We shouldn't be surprised at anything that's going on. When you take God out of the public square, which is what the communists, which is what the secular humanists and people of the same cloth. I had a verse this morning that talked about that, actually, in my, my personal Bible reading. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. And so we see that at work in people today, um, very mind, mindful of earthly things, not walking with a mindset of heavenly things. When thinking about, uh, a, as a Christian, our conversation is in heaven, Paul says, from once we look to we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body that it might be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Why? Because he created them. Through the power of God, he created them by a word, the word of his mouth, the word that will become a sword to many people someday. Um, it's it's going to be interesting. So here at It's a Religion, we decidedly put forth the Word of God as the truth, the Word of God as the source of objective truth. Um, even when it comes to how old the earth is, it's not that old, folks. It doesn't need to be. 
Um, you know, if Jesus Christ could heal a man's arm instantaneously, for those of you who put your trust and faith in Jesus as a Savior, stop putting your faith and trust in science and scientists. We see how well that works, didn't we, with COVID here recently? How much the scientists are bought into things. They're not just there looking at data going, oh, this is what the data shows. No, there's an agenda for people. Everybody's got an agenda, folks. You know mine. I'm putting it forth right now. God is God, and his word is true. But science is not uh, science in the sense that they're just sitting back observing things anymore. They have an agenda. Um, it's obvious, and now they've taken over the medical community when it comes to pharmaceuticals and money and things of that nature, and it's, it's gotten way out of hand. But again, when people are minding earthly things, that's what happens. When, the, when God is not the center of attention in people's lives, I know in my own life, if God isn't the center of attention in my life, things are messed up because uh, I don't do well without him. So we have been going through the book of Genesis. We're going to continue that today in Genesis 15. We see God's covenant with Abram coming forth. So let's, let's take a look at that. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, for I am your shield, and your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O oh Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless. And the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, This man shall not be your heir, your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside, and said, Look toward the heaven, and, the number, and number the stars, if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord, and he counted to him, counted it to him, the Lord did, as righteousness. So Abram was being right with God because he trusted him. He believed in what God told him. And he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But he said, O Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? He said to him, Bring me a heifer three years old and a female goat three years old a ram three years old, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he brought them all these, cut them in half, and laid each over against each other, but did not cut the birds in half. And when the birds of prey came down to the carcasses, Abram, Abram drove them away. The sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram, and behold, a dreadful and great darkness fell upon him. Then the Lord said to Abram, Know for certain that your offspring will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs, and will be servants there. And they will be afflicted for 400 years. But I will bring judgment on the nation that they serve. And afterward they shall come out with great possessions. As for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried in a good old age. And they shall come back here in the fourth generation. For the inequity of the Amorites is not yet complete. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, behold, a smoking firepot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. On that day the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your offspring I give this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, the Kenizzites, and the Kadmonites, the Hittites, and the Perizzites, the Rephaim, 
the Amorites, the Canaanites, and the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. So God is making a covenant with Abraham, promising him that he will, his offspring will possess um, the land that uh, is in the area of Canaan, between the Nile River and the Euphrates River. And so they were, well, we will see how that plays out in the coming chapters. And this is going to be after they spend a lot of time in captivity, which uh, many know that that was in, done in the land of Egypt, which we will also get to as we go through uh, the stories of Abram's offspring. And notice he's still called Abram. He's not called Abraham yet, which we'll get to here shortly. But again, you know, these things are written down for our benefit, folks. The Old Testament, the, the Testament of the, the Jewish faith, points toward a Messiah. And we believe that Messiah to be Jesus Christ, who was here two, some 2,000 years ago, walked this earth as a, a God in man form, uh, healed many, went to the cross, died for our sins, and rose again the third day. So, and is back with the Father in heaven, uh, directing things, sustaining things, um, so that we uh, can continue in this life. And again, we come back to the fact that you either believe that or you don't. You either believe that, that Jesus is our Creator. And again, I don't know how you look at the complexity of life without thinking that there is a some type of creator. You know, even if you don't start with the, the God of the Bible and Jesus as the creator, like something had to make all this. It could not have happened by random chance. Random chance makes nothing. I mean, that's you can try all the random chance you want and, and you can put all the time on it that you want and you will still get nothing. So... It just it boggles the mind that people will put their faith and trust in that just because a guy in a white coat says it's the truth. And I go back to our recent example with COVID is about as far as you need to go to see how many lies and distortions are told for money, for personal gain, for you know personal pride, uh, things of that nature. And uh, it really truly is amazing in, in a lot of ways. But again, Going back to the Word of God, it shouldn't be. Because even Paul said, you know, what I just read before, let's read it again. Whose end is there for many walk, whom have, whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Whose end is their destruction, and whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. So it should not be a surprise to us. Now, men of God... We, I'm going through with some of the folks, the men at our church, a study based on the book called The Men We Need by a guy named Brent Hansen. And I've tried to listen to his podcast, but that was a struggle for me personally. But I'm sure many get, get good things out of it. But the, the book is fantastic. And one of the, the things, the starting points for the idea, going back to creation and Adam, he put Adam in the garden to tend it and keep it. And so I want to encourage men that hear this today. Um, what is your garden that God put you in? What is your area of influence? What does your family life look like? What is your work? What is your uh, 
Uh, are you taking care of your personal yourself in the right way? Um, when you think through these things, uh, hopefully uh, you're thinking about them from a uh, God-centered perspective, from a perspective that wants to be right with God and to, uh, to do the things that are profitable, as Paul calls it. And, um, you know, tending your garden, being the protector and provider for the folks that, that depend on you. And uh, it's a big thing. So, Lord God Almighty, thank you for this day. Thank you for your words of truth, Lord. Your words that encourage us in the way that we should go. Your words of history to tell us where we came from and what has gone on on this planet since you created it. And I pray that, that this small effort would help some believe even if one believes in this effort lord uh, to trust in you it will be worth it so thank you for a new day i pray that you bless it and keep it in jesus name amen well thank you all for stopping by if uh um, happy veterans day if you're a veteran uh, god bless you thank you for what you've done and uh we'll talk to you tomorrow Small things like me and her on a porch swing For summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings If I still got breath in these lungs And that's all I need to get down on my knees And be thankful for all that he's done for my mama